0: Today is Thursday, March 17th, 2022, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your Weather Command Forecast. For your Thursday, sunny highs 50 to 55, southwest winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Tonight, mostly clear in the evening, becoming mostly cloudy, lows 30 to 35, southwest winds 5 to 15. Friday, partly cloudy, highs around 50, west winds 10 to 20. Friday night, partly cloudy in the evening, becoming mostly cloudy. Lows 25 to 30. Southwest winds 5 to 15. Saturday, mostly cloudy. Highs around 55. Southwest winds 5 to 15. Saturday night, mostly cloudy. Lows around 35. Sunday, breezy and cooler and cloudy. Highs around 45. Sunday night, colder and mostly cloudy. Lows 25 to 30. Monday and Monday night, partly cloudy. Highs around 50. Lows around 30. And Tuesday through Wednesday, mostly cloudy, highs 50 to 55, lows around 30. The St. Mary's Rehabilitation Working Group convened at Haver City Hall on Wednesday morning and discussed a large variety of topics. The group voted to create a subcommittee to study a proposal to hire an executive director for the working group. Lieutenant Governor Kristen Juris is a co-chair of the working group and said the subcommittee will have to come up with a job description. I think it's essential now to have somebody who is paid and will basically spearhead keeping this moving forward, communications, watchdogging. The committee will consist of Greg Jurgensen of Chinook, Autumn Coleman of the DNRC, and Wade Jones and Jennifer Patrick of the Milk River Joint Board of Control. The Milk River Watershed Alliance is working on hiring someone to fill a similar position, and the hope is that the two people would work together to accomplish their common goal of ensuring a flourishing Milk River Valley. St. Mary's Canal was turned on Tuesday to begin the transfer of water from Sherburne to Fresno Reservoir. However, according to a Bureau of Reclamation Water Projection, any decision to transfer storage to Nelson Reservoir will not occur until after the amount of water captured in Nelson during March is known and the initial irrigation season allotment is set. That allotment is expected to be set at the Joint Board's April 6th meeting. Irrigation allotments are expected to be less than a full water supply. Based on current storage, and water forecasts. Although snowpack levels in the St. Mary's Basin are above average, levels are well below average on the plains and in the bear paws, meaning another tough summer for producers could be coming. And it is very unlikely Fresno or Nelson Reservoir will reach full pool this year. Various Hill County officials convened in the Timmins Room of the county courthouse on Wednesday morning for their monthly meeting. County Commission Chair Diane McLean said they have received a draft of a proposed policy that would provide departments with credit cards they could use for work-related purchases, but said it is still under review. Commissioner Jake Strissel said they are still working on the issue of putting a ballot initiative together, calling for a 3% local tax on recreational and medicinal marijuana sales. Strissel said that public meetings will be scheduled soon. Strissel also said that Bearpaw Development is working on a preliminary architectural report to determine if the Red Yard Senior Center building is salvageable, or if it will need to be replaced. Commissioner Mark Peterson said the Cottonwood Bridge's weight limit is under review following the replacement of deficient stringers. The filing deadline has passed for this year's elections, and there are two contested races in Shoto County. For District 2 Commissioner, Republican incumbent Clay Real is facing a primary challenge from Dan Worth. For Justice of the Peace, which is nonpartisan, the candidates are Seth W. Brosder and Sissy Felton. Incumbent Susan Spencer did not file. All other candidates that have filed are Republican incumbents. They are Sheriff Vern Burdick, Corker McCorder Lana Clausen, Treasurer Tony Freeling-Eckhoff, and County Attorney Stephen A. Gannon. Primary election day is June 7th. The general election is November 8th. The deadline for declared write-ins is 5 p.m. April 4th. Taking a look at local COVID updates from yesterday, we'll start off with Hill County. Yesterday, there were no new COVID cases and no recoveries. Total case count 4,819, 23 active, non hospitalized, 4,724 recoveries, 72 deaths. And in Blaine County, yesterday they reported no COVID cases and two recoveries. Total case count for Blaine, 2,405, seven active, three hospitalized, 2,366 recoveries, 32 deaths. And a reminder, they're holding their weekly walk-in COVID clinic, vaccine clinic that is today. From 1 to 4.30 p.m. at their office, 420A Ohio Street in Chinook, all three vaccines available. Turning to state news. The Montana Free Press reports that despite widespread confusion and concern expressed by local school officials last month, Montana's Department of Public Health and Human Services reported to lawmakers Monday that recent changes to Medicaid reimbursements for student mental health services are going relatively smoothly. That assessment came from DPHHS Children's Mental Health Bureau Chief Megan Peel, who gave members of the legislature's Education Interim Committee their first look at how the state's comprehensive school and community treatment program, CSCT, is faring. February marked the start of a new reimbursement model for the program, passed by the legislature in 2021, that transfers some of DPHHS's previous payment collection responsibilities to the Office of Public Instruction. According to OPI's portion of the update, 54 school districts have signed memos now required for the program participation, and 47 of those districts submitted Medicaid reimbursement claims in February, totaling roughly $1.4 million. The change also requires districts to self-fund the Payments necessary to receive Medicaid dollars, which they then used to pay third-party mental health providers for in-school services. The total for district matches statewide last month was over $394,000. As of Monday, the state had released $992,000 for 29 of the February claims. The brief update on the status of CSCT was one of a slate of pressing issues on the committee's plate related to Montana's K-12 education system. On Monday, lawmakers were also informed by DPHHS that it does not plan to pursue a third round of pandemic era federal benefits aimed at bolstering K through 12 student access to food outside school lunchrooms A Billings man who admitted to trafficking meth in the community after law enforcement found almost one pound of meth and a loaded firearm in his vehicle was sentenced Tuesday to 15 years and eight months in prison to be followed by 5 years supervised release. Joel Zamora, 41, pleaded guilty in August 2021 to possession with intent to distribute meth. U.S. District Judge Susan P. Waters presided. The government alleged that Zamora was repeatedly caught with large quantities of meth he intended to distribute. In November 2020, law enforcement investigated Investigating Zamora suspected he had a drug supplier in Butte and conducted a traffic stop of his vehicle on I-90. A search of the vehicle pursuant to a warrant found a loaded handgun under the driver's seat, a bag containing about 400 grams, which is slightly less than one pound, of meth in a metal box on the front passenger floorboard and $3,500 cash. The Montana Free Press reports that, Five candidates are vying for two seats on the Montana Supreme Court, currently held by incumbent justices Jim Rice and Ingrid Gustafson. The seat held by Rice, the court's longest-serving member with 20 years on the bench, is being sought by Bill DeAlton, a Billings attorney. Gustafson, who has sat on the court since 2017, is squaring off against two opponents. Helena Judge Michael McMahon declared his candidacy in early March after five years on the district court that serves Lewis and Clark and Broadwater counties. Helena Attorney James Brown, a current member of the state Public Service Commission joined the race Monday. Supreme Court justices in Montana serve eight year terms. As incumbents, both Rice and Gustafson are considered to have notable advantages in their respective races. While elections for the judicial branch are nonpartisan and typically generate only moderate voter turnout, the statewide Supreme Court races may turn out to be among the highest profile of any on the ballot this year, with Gustafson's three way primary drawing particular attention. The two candidates who receive the highest number of votes in the June primary will advance to the general. In November. And now taking a look at wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel. We'll start off with Hill County, winter wheat nine dollars seventy-eight cents. Spring wheat ten dollars ten cents. Blaine County, winter wheat nine sixty-eight, spring wheat ten oh five. Liberty County, winter wheat nine eighty-three, spring wheat ten. Shoto County, winter wheat nine seventy-eight, spring wheat ten. And Phillips County, winter wheat nine sixty-three, and spring wheat ten. That will do it for today's edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information, KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Thursday, stay safe out on the roads, and have a happy St. Patrick's Day.